All right, I bet you can see we are not in Kansas. We're actually in a green screen in a dealership talking about EV tech shortages, auto hackathon, and JC Penny. Remember them? Well, they haven't planned to be back in black. Here I go. The people really want to know who I am and who I be. They stop and say when they see me. We wear black. They're trying to be in the black. You can probably buy black clothes at JCPenney. I'm 100% confident. You can. That's not what we're talking about. Special day. We have papers today. Special day. We have a desk. We got a desk. We're in the same place. I am drawing stick figures right here with my special papers. Yep, good job. I'm drawing a picture of Kyle. He's got the hat there and boom. There we go. Kyle. There's a, this is a duck, actually. So. <laughs> uh, we're in Mohawk Chevrolet filming episode four of More Than Cars. Oh, it's uh, so it's our TV-style docu-series. That, uh, this is the fourth episode. You can see the first episode pilot uh, for free at morethancars.tv. We're traveling around the country telling the inspiring stories from inside auto dealers. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. We were actually just talking this morning about how We've been in so many stores over the last two years mm -hmm. um, that every store has its own unique flavor and unique way they engage their employees or, or their customers. And that's what I love about retail auto. There's no just like one way nope. to do it. And there are tinges of like, I've seen that before, I've seen that before in, in different ways. But by and large, every single one represents their unique community, their unique employee set. Uh, and Mohawk is no different. So I can't wait to share this episode probably next month. It's going to be so much fun. You may, if you're on the podcast or watching the live stream, you're going to hear some uh, air wrenches. You're going to hear some <laughs> tools dropping and all that because we are actually right outside a service department. It's a really cool setup. A lot of you may know Nathaniel Grecklick. He runs the content team here at Mohawk Chevrolet. Shout out. He let us use his studio and... I love the fact that you can hear the things because it keeps you in the zone. Yeah, you're like, oh, we are in it. We're in auto. Let's go. Let's talk about our backdrop for a second. There it is. You can see a SodaCon 2023 coming in hot. Uh, what is it? Three weeks from today, it'll be over. 19 days or something yeah. like that till we start. So 21 days and we're out. Yes. Good. September Next. 25th, the evening of the 25th is the welcome reception. The full event, 26th and 27th. Uh, we still have tickets available at asodacon.com. Do yourself a favor. Go to the website click on agenda and just start to click through the different days and the different stages. And you're gonna realize that the practitioners that are gonna be there, the dealers, the dealer personnel, the industry partners um, are beyond next level. I would venture to say, maybe a little biased, <laughs> I think we've put together the deepest, most intentional roster at any event in automotive. It's a full roster, it has a whole bench, it's ready to go and I, for one, I'm just upset that I won't see all of the stages so all the time. The so. more I click through that, I'm like, I want to be there for that, but I'm monitoring. Oh, can only be in one place at one time. I want to thank be Effective for, for uh, partnering with us for the podcast stage. Effective is going to uh, help us host 22 podcasts over the two days on a podcast stage right in the middle of the XFO Hall. We'll have chairs there so you can see us podcasting live, what yep. it looks actually looks like and goes down. Uh, that'll be a ton of fun. But... Uh, Today, we still got to talk about the news, Got to talk we about gotta get some news. Let's digs. get into it. Okay, so uh, first story here, EV Repair is facing a severe shortage of qualified technicians and repair shops, threatening in increased repair costs, timelines, raising warranty expenses. Um, basically, this has a lot to do with independent garages being hesitant to invest in training and equipment needed to have technicians ready yep. to handle these new EV requirements. Generally speaking, um, the auto industry as a whole faces a workforce shortage. Um, and this article covers, so this is a Reuters article, it covers really a global perspective 
on EV rollouts. So US, the UK, Australia. So um, we have a big lack of technicians. Actually in the US, they said we're gonna have a shortage of 80,000. The article put it electrician jobs. And they said included wow. in the electrician jobs are technicians qualified to service EVs, EVs, which is interesting how they've grouped them in with that, but also the people needed to install and train on specialty EV repair equipment and chargers and things like that. So it's getting a little bit deeper. Um, in the UK, only 1% of automotive technicians are qualified to work on an EV beyond just general no maintenance. No way. So you think the rollout there has been a little bit faster, It's been right? faster already, and still only 1% of technicians are- Can uh, fix anything that's not like tires, yep. you know, or basic mechanicals. Um, so uh, the Siemens Foundation in the US is building a $30 million program to train US technicians for EVs, but believe that the training and infrastructure um, are gonna need more substantial and swift support. Best quote of the article at the end, Nicholas Wyman, executive director of the US Institute for Workplace <laughs> Skills and Innovation, said most repairers are on their own. And we quote, if you're waiting for the US government to take action, you'll be waiting a quote, freaking long time. Nailed it. <laughs> so uh, here's, here's, here's what is blowing my mind. And if you don't know about what's required for EV repair and the education, and even just the, there's, there's a level of danger associated with it because it is much more an electrical job. You get electrocuted. Yes, exactly. You can get straight up electrocuted. And so it is a massive amount of training. We are still sending technicians off-site for the majority of this training because it's not like an in-store. Yep. And, and the, the independent gap is definitely a major gap. It spells potential good news for, uh, for dealerships and for retail, for franchise dealerships. But the difficulty is, is we're already short-staffed. We're already, uh, uh, you know, out pushed out on availability, mm -hmm. and so this is going to deepen the ne the necessity for the the franchise retail stores to be great and also have accessibility for these technicians and scheduling. And so there there actually is a need mm -hmm. for independence. Like we we actually can't do all of the work, and so figuring out this like both technician gap, training gap, and then also the gap on just acquiring the technology to do these repairs. Right. There's still a lot to be figured out, but I love uh, the, the quote from Nicholas Wyman. It's, hey, start investing in the training for 100% of your people Absolutely. right now. Don't just leave it to one person on your team to be the EV specialist. Um, well, because, because it sounds like auto dealers may be the only place to get an EV repair for the, the foreseeable yeah, future. Exactly. Because a lot of independent shops, and people starting to age out and thinking it costs so much to invest in this. A lot of people are just going to opt out and ride yep. it out on ice repairs. We were talking to someone last week and they were like, well, look at this. I mean, so many of these, uh, you know, older technicians are, are recognizing that if they can hang in there eight, nine, 10 years longer, they don't have to, they don't have to actually, because right. there's enough vehicles on the road for them to service. For sure. Uh, so massive gap training as always. And lots of opportunity. Speaking of being opportunistic, hey. we don't have Segway. that button, but here we go. You hit it, look at that. Oh, we actually hey. got it today. Thank you, Nathan, producer. producer. Nathan, I love it. <laughs> uh, so the Zero Day Initiative has announced its own Pwn to Own Automotive Hacking Contest to be held in Tokyo with over $1 million in cash prizes, including a Tesla. Uh, so this is what's going to happen. Hack a Tesla, win a Tesla. Hack a Tesla, win a Tesla. <laughs> uh, and I love that it's pwn to own. The pwn is kind of like, a, you know, if you've ever PWN, been in PWN. Yeah. If you, uh, so hackers will compete in four different categories. Tesla vehicles, EV chargers, 
operating systems, and infotainment vehicle systems with the goal of actually hacking the systems so that they can show the gaps and Exploit show the, the issues. Uh, and, and the way that it's actually said is, is exploiting yes. the gaps in these issues. This is gonna be a big new push uh, for all these manufacturers. Uh, and, and it's interesting because it's not just the OEMs and Tesla that are getting involved in making sure that this happens. It's also some of like the chip makers and the systems and se safety tech and the technology people that are actually asking hacker hackers to put gaps in there. I did some additional reading on this because um, it, there, there are like entire articles about how like the volume of technology, and especially when you think about anything driverless or anything autonomous, actually builds in a great amount of risk mm -hmm. for hackers that are using Ethernet um, or other forms of exploitation. One of the major uh, ways that uh, vehicles can be exploited is through what's called a CAN bus or controller, controller area network. So it involves hacking into a vehicle's central communication system manipulate or even extract the data, compromising the vehicle's function and safety. Um, and it's very, very noted as a critical area in automotive security. Um, so, man, like these vehicles are becoming much more than just drivers. They are, they are sources of information and data and, and vulnerability. Uh, so it's really Frankly, cool that like we got a hackathon. Automotive has auto. its very own <laughs> hackathon now. And I'm just waiting for someone to install like Tetris yes. in the infotainment system. <laughs> oh, you know, when you look at the way great systems operate, every, and if you might not be familiar with it for the, the non-technical among us, but these hackathons take group, group like think, a lot of people with different perspectives and different angles to try to break it. And when they say, hey, please try to break our thing, because everybody knows you've had a product that's been released and there's something big wrong with it. And you're like, how does that thing actually get through? How could no one ever have picked that up? Or whether it's an operating system release for your phone. Right. And, and this is how you fix that. You get really skilled hackers to come in and break it. Like all hackers aren't bad. A lot of people are trying to like the good guys, trying to protect right. it. Exactly. So it's much better to have them breaking things in this environment than it does, you know, when they're trying to steal your exactly. data or your stuff is vulnerable. So stuff. if you're super techie, you can head to the hackathon, uh, the hackathon if you hack the Tesla's vehicle's autopilot gateway or VCSEC, which I don't even know what that stands for. Uh, you get 200 grand in Tesla. Sounds like worth a shot. Really cool. Can Jet Chat GPT do that? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. This, probably not yet. Well, then I'm out. No, I'm out. <laughs> no, no segue on this. No one. segue. Uh, Final story. J.C. Penney. Remember J.C. Penney? Um, they revealed plans to invest a billion dollars through 2025 to enhance customer experience and improve operating efficiencies. They have a new CEO, Mark Rosen, says the retailers on, quote, strong financial footing and increasing relevance with their core customers. Um, so they're gonna refresh all their stores, bright lighting, fresh paint, centralized checkout stations, which seems really nice there because the JCPenney checkout experience was always like old school department store. Right. If you remember it, um, they're also improving their online experience, website upgrades, um, you know, retailing, personalization, recommendations, all things that actually, believe it or not, weren't a part of their online retailing. All yep. just sounds like they're becoming modern retailers. Exactly. I love this story because when I look at like JCPenney, it's an older big box retailer, right? Mm -hmm. Which auto kind of falls in that bucket, older, right? big box retailer. And uh, I love that they are saying, hey, look, we actually have to invest serious amount of dollars 
into retooling and re-understanding how our customers want to purchase from us, both in-store and online. Mm -hmm. And it's a note that we can take. It's not just like a minor overhaul, a, a minor fix that, that comes to create relevance. That's right. It's it's a serious amount. Now, obviously, they have a ton of stores, so that billion dollars has to be stretched. Yeah, but, I mean, but they closed a lot of them. If you yeah. remember, several years ago, they brought in a big executive from Apple retailing, saying they're going to take care of it. Apple, that this executive, not Apple, the executive changed everything in the store, really disrupted who their core customer was, were people going that like to get the deal. Yep. Instead, they went to like this pricing mechanism, no more discounts, we're gonna just price it lower, and it flopped big time. They had a, had a you know, go bankruptcy. They've really started to focus on who their core customer is, and instead of trying to attract new customers to the brand, they're saying, actually, we're gonna really hone in on our core customers, and we're gonna try to sell them more. Love I think that. there is such a tie to dealers who know their community. You already know who your core customer is, and a lot of dealers spend so much time trying to get all the other customers. Yep. When in reality, focusing on retention and keeping the people who like it here, have had a good experience coming back here. We know of several dealers who that winning strategy is a very winning strategy. Exactly. And I think there's a lot for us to take note from this and saying, just sell the people who already know you and love you, sell them more, more services, yep. have them keep coming back to you, get by their trade, get them exactly. in a new vehicle. And, and if you know those customers, then ask them what retail experience they want, what they Double want down. in the store online. And don't just try and go with whatever the industry is moving toward. Go to your customers, say, hey, what exactly do you want? And build to them. Listen, Because that's going to give you the best end user. It's going to give you the best lifetime value of customer. Uh, so lots to learn and, and, and to watch from JCPenney. All right, producer, cue the music. Thank you for being with us today, Mohawk Chevrolet. Um, we're about to go finish filming our episode. Go to asotocon.com and uh, we hope you really join us in just a few weeks. Probably.